You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Hello and welcome. This is America's Web Radio, and this is Locked and Loaded, and I am Roger B. We're going to talk about guns. We're going to talk about the politics of guns, shooting guns, new guns, even even some (laughs) non-guns. We're going to talk about how much fun it can be to go to the gun range and shoot some stuff up. Okay, as far as awards go, I think ABC is going to get the award this week for Fake News Story of the Year. <laughs> they have blown this story up. They they broadcasted it over five times. There was a scene. It was a video. There was a video, and there were explosions. There were tracer bullets. There was gunfire going off. And they claim this was a Turkish bombing of Syria. And apparently somebody recognized the footage as being from a gun range in Kentucky where they have a night shoot where they use a lot of military weapons called Knob Creek. <laughs> apparently they didn't verify the source of their video before going on and saying it was a, a Syria being raided by Turkey. In a little old town of Kentucky? <laughs> Uh, Knob Creek, I think it is. Knob Creek, Kentucky, Kentucky yes. Yeah. I don't know what the battle was about, but apparently if you look closely at the video, you can see a bunch of people standing around with cell phones recording <laughs> everything, watching because they use these uh, the explosives like Tannerite and such. So they were blowing things up, and they were using tracer bullets, and, and it's, called, it's a Knob Creek machine gun shoot, I believe, if that's correct. Yeah, Knob Creek Gun Range in West Point, Kentucky, has a shoot twice a year, and they do this huge display at night where the guys who want to... Was Daniel Boone there with his <laughs> long rifle? His Kentucky rifle? Kentucky rifle. <laughs> I'm sure according to ABC he was. Yeah, yeah, if you leave it up to the media, he probably was. And he, and he probably uh, did something that uh, would really upset the snowflakes. Either that or he claimed he voted for Clinton. Because <laughs> he has been in their pool of voters for quite some time, being dead for as long as he has been. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Dan Boone probably did vote for uh, Hillary. He just didn't know it. <laughs> oh, no, of course, yeah. A lot of these guys were Republicans till the day they died, and then Democrat from thereafter. <laughs> it's amazing how... What, did he, what is he known for? What, what's the term that he's known for? The term? Who, Boone? Yeah. I don't know. He had a Kentucky rifle and a coonskin cap. Like, no, <laughs> Kentucky windage. Oh, right, right, right. Kind of guessing, guessing the wind. Mm-hmm. Now we're much more sophisticated because a lot of our optics have adjustments for such and that, such as that. But a lot of people make that adjustment on the fly. You see a little wind blowing, you go a few inches to the left or the right to compensate, and they even do it up and down elevation too. You get out a little further than your scope goes, you go. I'm going to take a whack at it. That's right. Just kind of guess. But now uh, ABC has issued an apology for <laughs> for lying to everybody. <laughs> oh, using a video. Did they not send me one? Yeah. Well, they yeah. Actually, uh, uh, they should, how long did it take them to apologize? Uh, apparently, uh, this came out, I think, on like a Saturday or Sunday, and they did apologize on Monday, claiming it was a fierce battle between the Syrian Kurds and Turkish forces. <laughs> Man. You know, it is how sad is it that to to continue to make digs at Trump, 
they just got to make stuff up. And they just lie, flat out, completely I mean, lie. But here they got busted, which is great. But they already had aired this thing like five times on it. They put well, it on World News Tonight, ABC yep. World News. It was on um, well, Good Morning America. That's the point. You put the lie out enough, and then people never see you retract it. So then right. it starts to – people think it's the truth. But Look at this, Al Gore's movie. He did the same thing. And, um, yeah, while he lives in his gigantic <laughs> mansion consuming <laughs> ten times what the average person does yeah, in yep. energy. Crazy. Just crazy. Oh, here you go. Correction. We have taken down a video that aired on World News Tonight and Good Morning America this morning that appeared to be from a Syrian border. Immediately after questions were raised about its accuracy <laughs> – so they had no verification of where this was from. Who knows who they found it or who referred them to it, but oh my goodness. And they regret the error. Okay. So they lied, they got caught, and now they have to apologize. Well, that's good. I mean, to me it's just kind of fun because the clip shows people firing tracer rounds and big explosions that occurred in the distance while all the bystanders are standing around recording things with their cell phones, and they didn't think this was questionable at all. The fact that people are watching this and recording it, and everything was taking place in one area because it was a gun range. This was not a war. But then again, you know, fake news. Uh, they just, this is probably one of the hundred times they put out fake news, and this time they happen to get caught. <laughs> Imagine how many times they don't get caught. Right, or if fake they news. do, they, they go, well, well, we'll verify that later. But this one just literally blew up in their faces. <laughs> look look what uh, happened to CNN the other day. I didn't even mention this today, Roger, but the you know Project Veritas had a hidden camera in and exposed CNN for the uh, fake news that they are. No. Yes, they CNN did. is fake news? I had no idea. No idea. <laughs> That's terrible, but... Uh, I mean, there's, people have to go look that up, Roger, but it's actually got videos of, of the president of CNN in his meeting telling the, telling the journalist, so-called journalist, doesn't care about anything. You keep impeachment on the forefront. and He doesn't uh, care about the news. news. He no. just wants to get his agenda through. Yeah. Now, I, I don't know if you're familiar with this, but I understood that Obama had signed some sort of legislation or retracted some sort of restriction that allowed the press – to put out stuff that was non non verified and then retract it later without any, I guess, uh, problems with that or no retribution on it. You know, I heard something about that, but you know, I don't want the government having any say in in, in the First Amendment. I think the people have to vote. You know, yes, and, but by, by, there has to be a responsibility. If you're going to be a journalist, you got to have a responsibility. Yes, Legend Dave. <laughs> well, there, uh, there used to be. And it's too bad that there still isn't, um, or I'm not aware of it particularly. Uh, but there used to be the NAB, and they did a pretty darn good job, National Association of Broadcasters. It was sort of a self-policing uh, organization, and if you stepped way out of bounds of NAB, uh, you could lose your association. Accreditation. Oh. Mm -hmm. But I guess that's... Uh, Gone, in fact, if you, if you remember, and, uh, what's your name? Uh, Victor. Uh, 
it, yeah, that guy. You may you may not be old enough to remember, but uh, old Roger probably does. But at the end of every when television would go off at midnight or one o'clock oh, in yeah. the morning, and the flag would fly and all this, and there'd be a little logo on and a, a member of NAB, uh, National Association. Oh, so of they Broadcast. actually had somebody oh, trying oh, to guide them to tell the truth, to at least yeah. encourage and, them. And uh, you know, oh. they're like they policed uh, foul language or they policed what they thought back many years ago was you know it's like every sitcom that was a couple they never slept in the same bed they always had twin with a nightstand in the middle with a big nightstand (laughs) in the middle I wonder right. if that was where the term one night stand came from. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> it might be. <laughs> I don't know how it ended up be, me, meaning what it means now, but you know, maybe when when the beds were pushed together, they got rid of the they one got night rid of stand. The one night stand. <laughs> I, I remember watching the uh, I Love Lucy show. Oh yeah. If you ever want to know that. what my childhood was, was yeah, like, just watch that show. <laughs> And you thought that was normal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. People really and it's people really do that. Yeah. Oh, man. With what these politicians are doing with some of these gun things, you would think they're taking lessons from I Love Lucy. Now this is interesting, sad, and questionable at best. There was a man in Connecticut who left his gun in his car overnight, apparently forgot to lock the car. So someone broke into his car, stole his weapon, so he called the police right away, said, I had a burglary, someone got into my car, they stole my gun, because he says he forgot to lock the doors. Now, because he forgot to lock the doors, he is a vic- He is going to be accused with reckless endangerment, because he's a victim of a crime, now he has to give up all his guns because he did not secure that one gun by locking the car or taking it in out of the car. And so now I'm wondering, how many people in Connecticut are going to report a gun gun thief or a theft of a gun to start with? And if they do, would they at all tell somebody that the car was unlocked? They're just going to lie about that, obviously, because otherwise they come take all your guns. Exactly. Oh, man, it's crazy. I mean, the guy made a mistake. Obviously, it was not a good mistake. His gun was stolen. Does it mean if he had the doors locked, they wouldn't have stolen it anyway? As I recall, a federal agent did the same thing out in uh, California, I believe, wasn't it? But not in Connecticut. Yeah. <laughs> it's so crazy. These states all have different laws and and different ways of doing things. And the ones with the most wackonesses are the run by leftists, which Connecticut is. Yes, they are. Oh, my goodness, yes. They, they, just, just, they never pass up a chance to figure out a way to confiscate guns from law-abiding citizens, not from the criminals. They focus always on what can they do to hinder law-abiding citizens. Yes, and, and this is up. not just states. This is even the federal government. They had the vote. I spoke of this a few weeks ago. They had a vote to decide if an illegal alien attempts to buy a weapon, should ICE be notified? And the Democrats voted against that. (laughs) So it's okay if somebody illegal here in the country has a weapon. They just don't want the citizens who live here under the Constitution to have a weapon because that's bad. But apparently this was a new law that went into effect October 1st, and he was charged with a misdemeanor count of unsafe storage of a gun in a motor vehicle. In addition to reckless endangerment. <laughs> so, so according to liberals, 
and Democrats and socialists. If you're a law-abiding citizen, you go through the background checks. You go through every hoop to to because you want to exercise your constitutional right, explicitly spelled out in the Second Amendment. So, in order to do that, the you can do that, but the Democrats want to make a law. That goes after you making a mistake. That's right. They want, they, well, because it's hard to blame the criminals because they don't obey laws anyway. That's the thing. But so <laughs> they'll do nothing to to enhance the methods of going after a criminal, someone who's actually going to use the gun for In a bad the various reasons. Oh, yeah. And, and this new law makes it a crime to store a gun in a locked car. If it is not put into a safe, locked in the glove box, or store, stored in the car's trunk. But again, well, you gotta uh, now. Nah, wait a second. You gotta give the police their their just dues. You know, I mean, the crooks don't have T-shirts saying "crook" on it. Arrest me. And how can how can the cops know if they're good guys or bad guys? And let's say have a T-shirt or they wear a baseball <laughs> cap that says "Make America Bad Again." Well, most of, most of them have Clinton or Obama stickers on their cars, so that's one way to find <laughs> no, them. That's, that's one way. way. <laughs> No, I see your point there. I mean, it's true, and people don't understand the the anxiety a police officer must have walking up to a car because you just don't know. But when you're making laws because you want to be able to go after a guy because he lost a gun or a gun got was stolen from him, right? And then take all the rest of his guns away. Rest of his guns away. But yet you will do nothing to the criminal who will the criminal who's going to go and get a gun by illegal means and carry that gun in their car or any other where on their place on their person. But you won't put in harsher penalties for that criminal. Yep. Okay, on that note, we're going to be right back. You're listening to America's Web Radio. This is Locked and Loaded. I am Roger B. with my guest, Victor Armanderes from On Point with Victor. And we'll be back in a few moments. Want to ace your upcoming survey exam? The NLC Prep Combo has everything you need to help you crush your upcoming FS, PS, Florida PSM, California PLS, or Texas RPLS exam. Combos include a full-length practice exam book with the same number of questions and category types as the actual exam, a pre-programmed HP 35 with 17 programs to solve those time-consuming equations such as COGO, triangles, traverses, and more in seconds. A complete online course is included that covers every topic of the exam with videos, workbooks, quizzes, and a full-length practice exam that simulates the computer-based format of the FS and PS exam. That gives you not just one, but two full-length practice exams to help fully prepare you for test day. Visit us at nlcprep.com for more information and let us help you crush your exams. Your auto love and investment demands the best, and for 45 years, Passport Transport has been meeting those demands. From manufacturers to the one-car collectors and all other facets of the auto industry and antique auto hobby. The first and the finest with unequaled service and peace of mind. Passport Transport, your auto transportation company. Contact PassportTransport.com with your need today. Passport Transport. 
You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. You're listening to a. Hello and welcome back. Felt like a little deja vu there. Yes, this is America's Web Radio. This is the Locked and Loaded Show, and I am Roger B., and we're talking about guns, specifically guns in Connecticut. The gun that got stolen out of a gentleman's car because it wasn't locked, now they're taking the rest of his guns away. So I'm wondering, how is this going to affect reporting gun thefts in Connecticut? Well, let's see. They'll either not contact the police about it, they'll lie and argue the car was locked and the gun was secured, in a little safe, and, and they stole the whole safe, because why not? You know, why tell them the truth? But more than likely, they'll just refuse to report them stolen, and then claim ignorance when they come up as, you know, being used for some nefarious purpose. But, you know, why should people obey the law when the law is going to penalize them? It's just, it's crazy. But this is what the anti-gunners want. They want any little, tiny, little mistake to be a reason to take all your guns away. That way they can disarm as many people as possible on a technicality, which is exactly what they're trying to do. That's where the, the red flag laws are coming into play. You know, get somebody interested who's, or someone who doesn't like you to start reporting you and get you get everything just taken away from you. Okay, but now you wonder, do law-abiding citizens, do they do a good job? Do they take care of their guns? Do they obey the laws? Turns out... This was just released in a 2018 uh, report about 2018 that concealed carry permit holders across the United States obey laws better than police officers do. They break less laws than police officers do. <laughs> That's because they have to, because they are in a, a limelight. They have a target on their back all the time. And they were doing studies um with several hundred police officers and uh, a thousand, actually, actually seven, seven hundred, almost seven hundred thousand full-time police officers, they had about a hundred and three crimes per hundred thousand officers. That was a rate that was thirty-seven times higher than people who had carry permits. Okay, so people who have carry permits are 37 times more likely to obey laws and not break laws than police officers are. Yeah, because we don't want to lose our guns. That's right, because <laughs> they have to They have to be better at it. They have to be better. I've been stressing this all along. If you're a gun carrier, you have to do it better, cleaner, and more precisely than anybody else. Anybody else. It takes, you take on a responsibility that you have to take seriously. But it's great to, to show this. I mean, and now they have something. They sh- they had a, a study on the the number of people with permits that were revoked for violating laws. Okay, Texas had the best at point zero one three percent. Okay, mm. so that's less than one tenth of one percent. That's thirteen hundredths of a percent of people in Texas got their gun permits revoked because of breaking laws. Uh-huh. Oklahoma had 0.022%, and Utah had the highest at 0.028. Both of these in the hundredths of a percentile. So way, way under 1%. These people do a better job of obeying the laws, keeping their guns secured, taking care of not shooting people when they're not supposed to, 
actually not breaking any laws. You know, this is even speeding. You know, this is all law. Any kind of law that was broken was ca- was taken into account here. And obviously, permit carry holders are some of the safest people in the world. So if you think you can be one of the safest people in the world, by all means, go get your permit. If you don't, and, well, don't do that. And those around me are some of the safest people in the world. That's right. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> I feel safe when I'm with my friends because I know if there are two doors, I got one, they got one. That's right. That is right. <laughs> I'm going to flip that table up and start covering from both sides. <laughs> Snowflakes can even feel safe with us, Roger. <laughs> That's right. I'm willing to defend anybody who's willing to sit still and take orders. <laughs> you, get down. <laughs> okay. 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 Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> but now in New York, the guns are not the only problem. Apparently, New York Mayor Cuomo is banning what he's labeling ghost knives. <laughs> Oh, I don't know if these are knives capable of killing ghosts or they're they're very lightweight. I don't know. Well, did, actually, did, he he did describe what it was. Is this a Ghostbusters uh, tool? You know, yeah, one of the uh, don't cross the streams. Yes, hmm. no, but he's calling these undetectable or ghost knives are made of carbon fiber, ceramic, and they don't set off metal detectors. So he's trying to ban their sale, which means half the, the ceramic knives in my kitchen are now illegal. <laughs> Because they have rubber handles on them right. for better grip. For, you know, I mean, does that mean if I go to a fast food restaurant and I get a little plastic knife in my silverware packet, is that illegal? Am I breaking New York you're, law? You're breaking New York law if you have a plastic straw and now a knife. Oh, my goodness. So that means the little silverware packet for most fast food restaurants is illegal, illegal in New York. In New York. I don't even know how you're going to drink your drink without a straw, because anything over what seven ounces is illegal or something That's like right. that. I don't you know. Can't, you can't get a big gulp in New York thanks to that dirtbag Bloomberg. Well, they did overturn that for now, but it's still pending. <laughs> yeah. He goes. And Cuomo said, "Undetectable knives are meant for use by trained members of our police and military forces for covert operations, not regular citizens attempting to sneak weapons past metal detectors." Has this guy even walked into a, a a blood bath and beyond? I mean, bed bath and beyond recently. <laughs> Half the knives they sell now are ceramic knives with rubber or plastic with, handles. <laughs> clearly, he has it. Well, we were talking about the elite in New York. They don't shop for themselves. Probably not. But that means gonna, a huge majority hey. of housewives in New York now are now criminals. Hey, sounds like a whole new show: the Criminal Housewives of, of New, New York. York. <laughs> Oh, my. And this law goes into effect November 1st, makes the possession of these knives a Class 1 misdemeanor that can earn the carrier up to a year in jail. Uh, uh, <laughs> or what kind of knives so, do they have there in the jailhouse? I guess you yeah. have to have metal-bladed knives. That's all they'll have. Anything with enough metal to set off the metal detector. <laughs> so... <laughs> Only in well, only libtard. I mean, liberalism. Oh no, no. Come up with but, this mess. But get this. But get this. The woman who sponsored the bill said, "We know firsthand the possession of these innocuous tools were used to hijack three planes and take thousands of lives." No, those were box. Cutters. Um, they were box cutters. <laughs> they were made completely of metal with no plastic <laughs> with at no all. No plastic. No plastic. <laughs> no ceramic at all. And yet, these people managed to do this. Everybody knows this. It was all over the news. Where the heck was this lady? 
her head was in the proverbial sand where it pretty much has to go when you become a member of the Democrat Party. I think today. it was in the place the sun doesn't shine. <laughs> yeah, well, that's putting it a little bit harsher than I put it. But yes. You know, I mean, some of these people, as politicians, even though it seems to defy the laws of physics, they both suck and blow at the at same the time. At the same time. You know, I asked a question on Twitter today, and I said, are Democrats just born that way? Or do they take something to become that way? <laughs> it's called Ridlin. No. <laughs> no <I'm just> <laughs> I shouldn't say that. There's <laughs> now, it is odd how a lot of the Northeast, where the, where there is heavier snowfall, tends to make more liberals. <laughs> <laughs> Are you? And what's California's excuse? I don't know. <laughs> Too much sunshine? <laughs> Too much sunshine. I think their brains are baked. <laughs> their brains are baked. In uh, more ways than one. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, with the legalization of marijuana and everything. Oh, my God. Yeah, there, you know telling what they're doing. Wow. Now, it's it's crazy how they passed this law, and there was no data whatsoever to show that any of these knives had any kind of effect on crime rates. Um, Roger, you seem to be confusing the fact that liberal policies needs no fact, no nor logic. data, <laughs> nor logic to be passed. Well, the thing is, Roger, you know, those plastic knives, when they went to commit a crime, they broke. <laughs> well, and they break off inside somebody, cause more damage. I don't know what they were thinking. It's crazy. You I don't mean, see the jailhouse guys putting plastic knives certain places. <laughs> in their prison wallets? <laughs> nope. <laughs> oh, my. So yes. can we make knives out of lead? Can we do that? I don't know if that sets off metal detectors or not. I'm not sure. I think most metal will set off a metal detector. Right. But, so, it, you know, leave it up to California. You know, lead is bad for you, but you can have lead knives probably. But, but Yeah, of course a lead knife wouldn't be very useful because it's so soft. Well, but. no, but that's not. Yeah, you know. California and this one may be coming out with a plastic detector. Oh, there we go. Uh-huh. It'll probably go off every time he walks through because his head's probably it's full of it. <laughs> oh, oh, my. And if we had BS meters... <laughs> Holy cow. Man. Yeah, and, and you know, here's an interesting... Okay, we were talking about people in California getting baked and whatnot, and now Colorado and Washington and Oregon. Now, a man in Maine has decided to challenge the gun ban for medical marijuana users. <laughs> because the state has a ban on gun possession for those who are an unlawful user or is addicted to any controlled substance. Now, this has been something that's, if you filled out a 4473 form, which is the government form to buy a weapon, it specifically asks you if you are a user of any illicit substance, including marijuana, and even if you have a card to use such, it is still illegal for you to buy a gun on federal paperwork. Well, now, this guy is trying to come up and decide that if you're a medical marijuana user, should you have your gun rights taken away, being as so many states have actually legalized its mm. use? Although, can they legalize its use because it's still a federal crime? Well, technically, technically, yeah, the feds need to uh, either re- repeal the law on the marijuana, bef- technically speaking. To right. give the states the rights, which, in Decide. my opinion, the states should have the rights. Well, they are, the though. state's are already taking the rights by being They're, sanctuary yeah. cities to illegals, even though that violates federal law, too. Exactly. So eventually, somebody's going to have to make a decision or something's going to have to be done to decide uh, yep. whether state law or federal law takes precedent and if can they force the government into doing what they want to do. Well, we just need to go back to the Constitution. The immigration is in the Constitution, but drug use is not, so... 
I'm yeah. just saying. Yeah, just saying. <laughs> just saying. All right, we're going to be back in a minute. You are listening to America's Web Radio. I'm Roger B., and this is Locked and Loaded. You can keep your doctor, you can keep your plan, and every family will save thousands of dollars a year. I'm Ellen Deal, and if you've been hurt by the Affordable Care Act, you can email MAGA45CAG at gmail.com to see if we can help. Small business owners, individuals, families, and baby boomers, email MAGA45CAG at gmail.com for three easy questions to determine if you can get away from Obamacare. I'm a 20-year veteran of the insurance industry and here to help you for all your insurance needs. The disease of addiction is a life-altering challenge, not just for the person suffering its effects, but also for the family and friends who support and love the one caught in its grasp. What should be the course of treatment? Who is the best person to render treatment? And what is the best place to go for the care that is needed? We know that you want answers to these and many more questions. Call 770-696-9862 and speak to a representative of the Atlanta Healing Center. They can tailor a program specifically designed to address the needs of the person suffering with an addiction or give you guidance as to where that help may be found. Information is the key, and the trained staff at AHC is here to assist. If you wish, you can also get more information on the website located at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Hello and welcome back. I'm Roger B. This is Locked and Loaded, and you're listening to America's Web Radio. Before we left, we were talking about a man in Maine who decided to challenge the gun ban that Maine holds because for medical marijuana users. And he actually got fined because he owned a weapon, and he's appealing it to try and get rid of this vague criminal statute because medical marijuana apparently is legal. However, it's still on the federal controlled substance list. So, And as more and more states decide to legalize marijuana, this is going to become an issue. I mean, who's to say that someone who uses alcohol or marijuana or whatever substance they use for an enhanced experience, that one is going to be more dangerous than the other when handling weapons? I mean, I don't know. And the thing is, cancer patients, too, use marijuana on a regular basis to attempt to alleviate some of the symptoms and like nausea and, and uh, tiredness and things like that. It's supposed to really help. And is it is it wrong to tell a cancer patient they have to choose between their right to self-defense and their ability to try and eat something without throwing it up? Do they give up their Second Amendment rights when they get their medical marijuana card? I mean, it, this is something that's going to have – this is going to come to a head at some point. Something's going to have to be done about this. And I don't know – I don't know where Trump or the Senate or the Congress stand on this issue, although it seems like the only thing they're doing is trying to have false investigations and not really do anything to provide progress on any issue we've got going on now. It might be time to fire everybody and start over. Of course, we do have the right in in the Congress to do that. We can fire everybody every two years, but nobody does. But we'll see. We'll have to see how this pans out because... Medical marijuana is becoming more and more prevalent. They're finding it has benefits that no other drug can provide. 
And then there's also the benefits of, for the recreational users. And you wonder, does this make them potentially more dangerous with a weapon? I don't know. That's something we're going to have to figure out along the way. Eventually, the marijuana situation is going to have to be remedied either by removing it from the federal controlled substance list or by making exceptions or, you know, or, or sticking to it and say, okay, if you're a medical marijuana user, you give up your right to own a weapon because you're violating federal law. Well, we'll see. Okay. We're going to run over to Dallas, Texas real quick, where somebody, an armed person, broke into an Apple store in Dallas. And he was trying to break into the store. He was wearing full body armor and armed with a military-styled rifle, which in the article they call an assault rifle. But I'm not. that's such a false term, we're going to try not to use that. The suspect attempted to disarm the security guard, who happened to be a retired Dallas police officer, but was unsuccessful. And at this point, the security guard was able to pull his weapon, fire multiple times, striking the suspect, and apparently killed him. He got, he got taken to a medical center, and he subsequently died there. So, you know, and they're doing an investigation now. He was actually trying to come in a back entrance of the store during construction that was underway. I guess he was out to steal iPods, iPhones, whatever he thought he could flip quickly on the street. I don't think he anticipated a security guard being there when the store was closed. But apparently Apple knows what they got and they know what it's worth. So they decided to stand up for it and guard it. Now, this is fascinating. Most of, most people realize the ACLU, the American Civil Liberties Union, generally falls down on the side of liberal politics. Supposedly, they were originally founded to defend rights spelled out in the Constitution, and if anybody violated these rights, they would go after them and try and make an example of them or at least try and reverse a decision that was made where the person was on the wrong end of having their civil liberties, I guess, taken away or, uh, you know, abused, something like that. Now, the reason why I think they tend to fall on the liberal side is most of their funding comes from liberal side of politics. However, this time, they have come out and taken issue with California's new gun control policies. In case you haven't been paying attention, the California governor signed 15 new laws into effect. I think it was last week or week before and these laws include just things on, on red flag laws, on gun parts. In fact, I have that article somewhere here. I'm going to go over that and show you. We're going to go over each and every one of the issues that California tried to address with their new 15 gun laws. And the craziest part is they tried to pass this twice, and Jerry Brown, of all people, vetoed these laws twice. But Gavin Newsom, he signed it with a happy smile on his face, thinking, yes, we're going to have restraining orders against gun owners who are a potential threat. It's, it's nuts. But the American Civil Liberties Union, they're supposed to be a nonprofit to defend and preserve individual rights and liberties guaranteed to every person in this country by the Constitution and the laws of the United States. Now, normally, they are not big on standing up for gun rights. This is not, even though it's spelled out in the Constitution pretty clearly, they have not had a good record for standing up for gun rights, mostly because of where their money comes from. But here they actually said that the red flag law, the new improved red flag law that California has passed, said that the law 
that these people who were allowed to report people, you have coworkers, employees, even teachers of children, can come and take guns away from people who they know very little about. They may have heard them talking about something. They could have heard them talking about playing a video game the night before, and they may think it was so violent that they just think they're violent people, and there's no reason for them to have a gun. Which I just don't get. And even the ACLU is falling down on the correct side of this issue. They're saying these people don't have the relationship or skills required to make an appropriate assessment if someone should have their rights taken away. It's ridiculous. Is that uh, a red flag? Is it in the symbol of a swastika? It should be at the rate they're going. I mean, this is the fact that they violate. I think I went over this weeks ago. They violate like six amendments in the Constitution by doing red flag laws without any due process. They take everything away first. Then they decide you can fight to get it back if you want to. Imagine if they did that with other crimes. Oh, no, you're getting a ticket and you pay the fine for speeding before you get to go to court, before you get to show your information that you've got. You're guilty till proven innocent here. At, at any point, where is uh, NRA with all this? Have they? Have I you believe they stand against most red flag laws. I, I'm not exactly sure that they've come out with an official statement on this, but most red flag laws violate so many constitutional rights that it'd be hard for them not to stand against this. Would you, um, we should be talking about this off the air, not on the air, but uh, would you mind contacting them uh, this week? I can look I can look on their website and see if they have anything listed about red flag laws and check on their stance on it. And then call them and say, do they want to be on? Oh, that would be great. Maybe we can get an opinion from them firsthand. Exactly. That would be interesting, especially with all these. I mean, they got 17 states now and the District of Columbia all have some version of a red flag law. So for those of you who think this is just going to go away, it's not. It's spreading like wildfire. It's getting worse and worse, going to more and more states every month. You know, as I brought up many weeks ago when we were talking about the red flag laws, what people don't understand is that a gun owner is, they're not nuts, they but they like their weapons, and they... They have bought them specifically. In most cases, you just don't walk down the street and see one in the window and say, I think I'll get that one. It's not a puppy dog. No. (laughs) You know, and it doesn't lick you. But anyway, um, you know, I hope they keep some kind of, and maybe they will, maybe they don't. Who knows? But as I said from day one when you first started talking about it, I don't know if you remember my comment or not, but. This is going to start some family problems and some neighborhood problems, I would suggest. Oh, without a doubt. That are going to wind up with somebody getting hurt or killed. Well, and, somebody's already been killed. Yeah. And, you know, this is, it's it's crazy. It's none of your damn business whether I, guy, whether I carry or not, or whether I have one gun or 10,000 guns in my home. It's none of your damn business. Right. And the thing is, this is going to drive people apart. Because, and I'll tell you what, what is the one biggest, I guess, thing you would do to try and win a battle? Divide and conquer. This just helps to divide people in neighborhoods, in schools, in workplaces. And marriages. Yeah. If you're a gun owner and you know somebody's not, you're going to avoid talking to them, whether you have anything in common or not, because you're going to go, I say the wrong thing to that guy, he could turn me in for having a gun, and I could have to go through this huge legal battle to try and get them back. 
Or, oh yeah, like your neighbor or your family. And I, there are going to be some shootings within families when, you you know, the cops have come to the door. It may not be a shooting afterwards. It may be a stabbing or who knows what it may be. But As long as you don't you use know. a ghost knife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, you know, this is... And the other side of the coin is that, and there are wackos out there. Certainly they're crazy people. They're crazy kids. They're crazy everythings. But that's what we have a police department for, too. You know, the guy that was out shooting in his neighborhood or something, and they turned him in as a red flag thing. Well, idiot shouldn't have been shooting in his, go to the damn range. Yeah, or it depends on his neighborhood. You know, if you live on 50 acres of your own land out in the country. certainly. Certainly. Your neighbors probably know better, and they wouldn't bother you anyway. But and they probably do the, exactly the same thing. But you know, we uh, we got we had some uh, folks that lived down the street from us in the mountains, and uh, the subdivision people they didn't give a damn, and and uh, I, that's where I taught my two sons how to shoot a shotgun. And we uh, shot skeet off right. our back porch. Oh, yeah, because and you can. There was nothing in front of us for miles except more trees. And we were hurting nothing or anybody. But the ladies down the street decided they didn't like the noise. Oh, and, um, so. so we invited most of the neighborhood over, and we all shot skeet. <laughs> Put them in a the minority real quick. <laughs> and uh, we made a lot more noise than the, than the three of us shooting to begin with. But, you know, it just <laughs> – people – I don't even know where they come up with some of this stuff. Uh, well, you know, I mean – the liberals have for years been trying to disarm the American people. That's been without without a doubt. That's been a major goal of theirs for a long time. Let's take guns away from everybody. We don't believe anybody should have guns except military and police. Well, exactly how would we have won the revolution? Oh, of course not. Yeah, that's, a, that's exactly why the Second Amendment is in the Constitution. The Founding Fathers did not just come back from a deer hunt. They came back from fighting a war to free their country from the one of the most powerful, most influential empires of the time. So they wanted to make sure people who live in this country could defend themselves against tyrannical governments. I mean, they basically fought the current government to fight their way into a place of freedom. Now, I'm still not advocating for anybody to fight the government this time except at the ballot box. Right now, that's still the place to to try and win. We're going to use votes. We're going to convince people we know to vote the way of the Constitution to make them understand. Even the ACLU thinks that the laws in California are an overreach, are a stretch, are beyond what should be legal. And like I say, for a relatively liberal organization like the ACLU to come out and say these laws are no good is a huge step in the right direction. You know, I just had the thought, uh, okay, I'm going to turn you in. But I think uh, if I'm going to turn you in, then I should be checked just as closely by some kind of standards. Maybe I'm the one that's crazy and you're saying. Right, right, exactly. Know, so have have the... If what's good for the goose is good for the gander. If I'm going to turn you in, then I have to go through, well, who the hell is he to be turning him in? Right. What are his credentials? What kind of record does he have? 
Exactly. Otherwise, all the criminals have to do is turn all these people in for yeah. red flag laws, <laughs> and then they know those houses have no guns anymore. And I know because I live on the street, and I watch them go and come. And That's right. I saw him waving to, his gun around in his front yard. He's crazy. And they, they, they about kicked me out of my tent. <laughs> And took my shopping basket. Yeah. Oh, this is. Yeah. Now, like I say, we're gonna, I'm going to do a few of these. Okay, just to go over this. This is, is going to take it. Now, this law hasn't even gone into effect yet. But the governor of California did sign it, and it looks like it's going to go into effect January 1st, 2020, unless something happens to stop it. But like I say, this is laws. Even the ACLU is against these. Let's see. We have uh, Senate Bill 61. This law does not allow people under the age of 21 to buy semi-automatic rifles. And it and it does not allow people to purchase more than one semi-automatic center for a rifle in 30 days. Okay, so that means if you're under 21, you can buy a rimfire semi-automatic rifle, but no centerfire semi-automatic rifle. Does that mean we need bigger rimfire cartridges? I don't know. But that means you're going to have to wait till you're 21 to buy any kind of rifle, which, of course, was ridiculous because you can serve in the military when you're 18, but you can't own a weapon. You can vote when you're 18, but you can't own a weapon. All right. Well, we're going to come back and go through the rest of these. Like I said, there are 15 laws here. But right now you're listening to America's Web Radio. I am Roger B., and this is Locked and Loaded, and we'll be back in a few moments. You can keep your doctor, you can keep your plan, and every family will save thousands of dollars a year. I'm Ellen Deal, and if you've been hurt by the Affordable Care Act, you can email MAGA45CAG at gmail.com to see if we can help. Small business owners, individuals, families, and baby boomers, email MAGA45CAG at gmail.com for three easy questions to determine if you can get away from Obamacare. I'm a 20-year veteran of the insurance industry and here to help you for all your insurance needs. Quick Stakes, that's Q-U-I-K Stakes, are not just for surveyors. They are great for family and community gardens. Go online to www.quickstake.com or contact your local land surveying supply dealer and get you a box of Quick Stakes. You'll love them every year when you plant your garden. Again, that's Quick Stakes, Q-U-I-K Stakes, the truly preferred way to stake and identify what's in your garden now. In 2009, the membership organization Docs for Patient Care was founded. People all around the country wanted to participate in the efforts of this group, and they wanted to join, but they were unable to do so unless they were physicians. It's for this reason that the Docs for Patient Care Foundation was created. Now, everyone can join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. While you're at your computer, please go to www.docs4patientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docs4patientcarefoundation.org and make a tax-deductible donation and join the fight along with us. Thank you. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Hello and welcome back. I'm Roger B. This is Locked and Loaded, and we are on America's Web Radio. And just before we left for the break, we were going over the the new California laws that are going into effect January 1st, 2020. And we're going to go over a couple more of these. We've got the first one, which is, 
No people under the age of 21 were allowed to buy center-fire semi-automatic rifles. And no one could purchase more than one semi-automatic center-fire rifle in 30 days. Now, most people think that's probably reasonable, but say you want to get Christmas gifts for people. I don't know if you're even allowed to in California. You probably couldn't give guns away there. But you run across that great deal at the pawn shop, but, oh, no, you just bought one two weeks ago. You're not allowed to buy another one for 30 days. It's like going into Facebook jail or something, restricted for 30 days. Now, there's another law which seems like it makes sense, but upon reading it a little more carefully, it's SB 376. This law prevents individuals from selling large numbers of firearms without a license. Now, what they're calling large numbers is an annual sale of five transactions. So if you buy five guns a year, you're, you're done. That's it. You cannot buy a sixth gun that year unless you buy them in more than one transaction. Like if you buy 10 guns at once, that's fine. You can buy 10 guns at once in five transactions over the year and have 50 guns bought totally, but you have to buy them all at one time. Now, I wonder if gun shops will work with people on these, hold stuff for a month or two or whatever with a deposit, and then you go in and pick up your other gun so you can put them on the same ticket to be able to combine them. That would make sense, I would guess, but who knows? There's probably some law against that, too. Okay, AB 645. This law requires packaging for firearms to contain a warning statement on suicide prevention. Okay, I have no issue with that at all. You can have it to have warnings to don't shoot yourself in the in in your crotch either. That's fine. You know, don't use the gun on yourself. Don't use it as a straw because you can't get a plastic straw in California. <laughs> okay, AB 879. This law requires starting in 2024 that the sale of firearm Firearms precursor parts be conducted through a licensed firearms precursor parts vendor. Now, this sounds like a lot of gobbledygook, but I'm going to straighten this out for you a little bit. This means if you buy a new part for your gun, even if it's not a frame or a, a registered part, you still have to go through a licensed dealer to buy it. So you buy your AR-15, you want to put a trigger in it. This trigger has to be shipped to an FFL dealer for you to pick it up from there and put it in. Your new barrel for your AR-15 has to be shipped to a licensed dealer. Now, not only is this going to add to the inconvenience of being able to work on a weapon, but it's certainly going to add to the expense because you know, you just know, every FFL dealer in California is going, oh, now we get to charge for every single part that people want to put on their guns as they come in and get it. So now they're going to have to have all additional background checks, additional fees. So that $100 trigger all of a sudden is $150. You know, that $200 barrel is now $250. It's crazy. So now all of a sudden California is making anything that fits on a gun a part for a gun, and you're going to have to pick it up from your FFL dealer. Now, I need to see if I can find a list of what's included. I just saw a few of them here, but I'd love to know if magazines are included. Can you not buy an extra magazine for your gun without going through an FFL dealer? Now, California already limited the sale of ammunition a a couple months ago where you cannot buy ammunition unless you go through a federally firearm licensed dealer, which means there are people in some cities that are a 280-mile round trip from being able to buy ammo from a legitimate dealer. That's the closest in-state ammo dealer that they're allowed to go to is 280 miles away. 
Before, they were allowed to drive 15 miles over the border to uh, Arizona and pick up ammo from there. But now, no ammo can be brought into the state without going through a licensed dealer. Okay, now, uh, let's see. Back to these. AB 1669. This law updates existing law by applying the same gun show regulations that already apply to firearms dealers to ammunition vendors, meaning all the rules that apply to guns at a gun show will now apply to ammunition also. Okay. Mm, That's, you know, typical. They're going to try and enforce their ammunition law now. Okay, AB 1297. This law requires any local authority issuing concealed firearm licenses to charge an applicant a fee sufficient to cover the reasonable cost of processing, issuing, and enforcement of the license. Now, prior to this going through, there was a law that put an existing limit of $100 on processing fees for concealed firearms permits. Not that California issues a bunch of these, but they do some. But now the $100 limit is gone. They can charge whatever they think is reasonable in order for you to get your firearms carry permit. So if your local municipality decides, well, I have to drive over here, I have to do this, it takes half a day of the sheriff's work to go get one permit, you know, processed through. And we're going to charge $500 for that. And I know a lot of you are sitting and thinking, oh, that's not going to happen. Well, let me tell you, in the state of New York, just to be able to purchase a handgun, just purchase, not carry, not get a carry permit, not a concealed weapons permit, just get a permit to buy buy a handgun the application is three hundred dollars and sixty pages long now if that's not gun control if that's not infringing on people's rights i don't know what is that is absolutely insane that that can happen and now california is following suit by allowing municipalities to charge whatever they feel is necessary to process a concealed carry permit I don't understand how that – well, I know exactly what's going to happen. All the municipalities are going to raise up their fees considerably to where nobody feels like it's worth it to pay the money except the people who can afford it. And this, of course, penalizes people in the worst neighborhoods, in the worst situations, who are least able to provide for themselves and protect their families. These people are going to be damaged the most by having to pay higher fees in order to get their carry permits. All right. AB 893, this law prohibits the sale of firearms and ammunitions at the Del Mar Fairgrounds in the city of San Diego. This is where they were apparently were having gun shows prior, and now this new law is going to prevent them from, from selling guns and ammunition on public grounds. Even though the law says shall not be infringed, California doesn't seem to care. They're making their own rules. Okay, AB 12, this law extends the amount of time before a person can buy a gun to five years if they have a gun violence restraining order placed on them. So I believe it was a year, and now it's gone to five years. Now, if you've had a gun violence restraining order placed on you for a legitimate reason, in order to avoid going to jail, this may be a good thing. To limit some things, but again, they're probably going to use it along with the red flag laws to try and prosecute people who have no criminal record whatsoever, have done nothing wrong. Just the fact that somebody believes that they are going to do something wrong, they could file a restraining order against them or file red flag laws. 
All right, AB 61, this law allows for people in a workplace or school to file a gun violence restraining order against a coworker, against an employee, against an employer, or a student. This is the red flag law. This is the one that has gone off the deep end. Anybody can point a finger at anybody else and claim, oh, he needs to be red flagged. Okay, that's just, we went over that earlier. That That is the one that is, is most, I guess, disturbing to me that anybody can just start pointing and making accusations. Okay, AB 339, this law requires law enforcement to create policies and standards. This plan is to make it easier for people to request a gun violence restraining order. Again, making it easier for people to use red flag laws. Okay, AB 164, this law makes it illegal for a person without an out-of-state valid restraining order, injunction, or protective order to follow their state laws while in California. That one actually makes a little bit of sense. AB 1493, this law authorizes a person who is the subject of a gun restraining order to petition to summit a form to the court voluntarily relinquishing their firearm rights. So they can volunteer to just give up their rights and have everything go away and have it gone. So you don't have to fight to get them back. You can just hand it in and walk away from it. Okay, AB 1548, this law requires that the nonprofit security grant program is to improve the physical security of the nonprofit organizations that are believed to be at high risk of attacks or hate crimes due to ideology, beliefs, or missions. Okay, so they want to improve security. There's nothing wrong with that, especially the way certain people are acting these days. I don't know that I wasn't listening. I thought I was listening. But have you mentioned or is there something in the red flag law that says, okay, we just took all your guns, you can't go buy anymore? Or can you walk right out the door behind behind them and go to the gun store? I guess it would depend on whether they flag you in the uh, NICS system. I guess they would ha- that, that would probably be part of the red flag law to try and flag you so that way you wouldn't be able to purchase another gun because the states are responsible for running most of the background checks. So once they entered it in the system, I believe you would be restricted from that point on. So that would mean if you want to protect yourself, you'd have to go to the black or gray market to try and find somebody willing to sell you something to defend yourself with. You know... <clears throat> We uh, we could use a couple of sponsors here at, at uh, America's Web Radio, but I've just come up with an idea. I think I'm, we may start – I don't know the term exactly because I'm not a gambler. You probably know it better than me. But Perhaps. Uh, uh, you know, uh, start a bookie operation on when the revolution is going to start. <laughs> yeah, um, like I say, if red flag laws spread too much further and people start abusing them, it is going to cause problems. There's going to be violence. Already one man has lost his life due to red flag laws because his sister decided he got too loud when he was having discussions with people. He called the police. They went to disarm him. Of course, they okay, show up at his door at 5 a.m. in the morning. I don't know about you guys, but someone bang, starts banging on my door at 5 in the morning. I'm going to have a gun in my hand when I answer that that door, without a doubt. The man had the gun in his hand. He saw their police officers, set the gun down. Start, they started talking to him, telling him that, you know, we've received a complaint. You're, we're going to have to take all your guns away. He picked up his gun again. And, no, hell, you're not. A, a scuffle ensued. The man ended up getting shot and was killed. So his sister basically killed him by reporting him. 
because she said he was too loud when he was having discussions with people. So because this guy was too loud, he's now dead. And I hope his sister feels really guilty about that, too. She deserves it. It's beyond spooky. Right. And this is just the first. I mean, the red flag laws have just come into effect this year. We've got to put the plug in the jug in this show. All right. This is Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. I'm Roger B. See you next time. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.